Hi, and welcome back to the Mom Mentality Show. I'm Chris Lucian, and my co-host is Austin Chadwick. And today, uh, we are going to talk about high-octane mobbing versus zen mobbing. Uh, Austin, I know you are really passionate about this subject, so I'll let you set, set the stage. Uh, and um, I know I've seen, I've seen both, and I, there's uh, definitely uh, opportunities for both frustration, confusion, as well as uh, leaning into either of these modes of mobbing. So uh, maybe you can explain the difference between the two and then what your viewpoint is on it and we can get into a discussion. Yeah, so I mean, I think it might fall into kind of like a higher level mob anthropology uh, thing where after being on, I think I've been four or five different teams in the last four to five years. And what I've noticed, you know, every time you switch teams, it's often, Oh, it's definitely switching people. And, uh, and then also, you know, doing mob programming in the community, you know, at an event or a conference, um, and then talking to people about mob programming. I've noticed uh, that there's definitely different styles. And uh, what I'm about to describe to you is definitely a spectrum. And I'm going to describe two extreme ends of uh, one, one particular pendulum. Um, and, and, and that is, I've heard people refer to like the high octane or like, uh, supporting getting work done. And I guess I can give like a concrete example of it is kind of give the more feel of it is, you know, you're in a mob programming session, let's say there's four people in it. And um, everyone's trying to solve the same problem. Um, but uh, there might be multiple experiments going on, right? So the, the it seems to be the chief goal is to solve the problem, right? And achieve whatever you know, big thing is in the way of the mob moving forward, right? And uh, and so you'll have one person researching, you might have another person running an experiment on their computer, you might have a driver navigator trying to experiment on the mob station. And it's basically like everyone is throwing their best ideas at it. Um, and there, it's not like there's no concern for learning. It's just everyone is focused on solving the problem at hand um, and just giving it the best that they got. And so it's almost like, optimizing for uh, uh, problem solving as the top goal, I suppose, right? Um, and so that's kind of on one end of the spectrum. So I, I like to call it high octane because you're basically just like kicking it into gear and, you know, and I've seen mobs, some people like to work this way. And also I've seen that uh, almost any mob will kick into this gear in a quote unquote crisis, right? Where something has to get solved right away. And then there's this other end of the spectrum and I'm gonna exaggerate, uh, of course, because uh, there's obviously things in between, but it's very Zen. So everything is very controlled. Everything is going very slow and methodical. There's usually someone facilitating. And typically the goal uh, from what I've noticed in this style of mobbing is uh, learning and or everyone being in sync and no one being left behind, right? And so, um, you know, idea will be put on the board for all to see no action is taken until there's consensus and then the action is taken on this and at every step of the way it's asked do we understand what's going on can we take the next step do we understand what's going on can we take the next step um if anybody starts experimenting and saying a lot of ideas that might be leaving others behind you know someone stops the line and says okay you know let's make sure we all understand and so it's and so i think it, it, it's, uh, its goal is different in that it's trying to keep everyone in sync and have high amounts of learning. And um, I think at the very least, you know, we can probably have all our preferences or opinions of when to use them and when to not. 
it's very good to be aware that there's these two different styles and that when you enter a mob to know what you're entering into. <laughs> and so uh, those are my first thoughts on the, the kind of the spectrum. Chris, do you have any reactions to that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, I, it's funny because I think uh, I just ha recently had a, um, a kind of a shift. Like, I think before I liked a lot of high octane mob mobbing, like personally, and then like, uh, I, I think, you know, more recently in my mobbing, I find that high octane also gives opportunities to expose um, maybe a pattern of learning opportunities within the team that then can can be reviewed afterwards. So like uh, I was recently on a mob and it was like, OK, high octane mobbing is like a, a problem that that needs to be solved. Let's let's just jam through it. And then and then it's like as you're navigating because because you're still navigating and driving in a high octane mob like from from what i see right but you might have like code on another monitor where you're running it locally but on the shared computer you're you're moving it forward as fast as you can and so um you you go high octane and then uh and then what i saw was like oh you know i was just taking note like this this navigation this high level navigation wasn't understood and had to go lower level and typically mm -hmm. that's a really Good thing to, to watch out for and um just like uh in red green refactor right we don't refactor when we're red it's almost like zen mobbing is the refactor step in red green refactor if you're doing high octane zen high octane zen high octane zen because mm -hmm. then you get this like nice little uh set of you know we we blasted through the problem the product owner has something to look at and review and as we're going in through uh you know refactoring steps it's it's like okay like we need learning sessions around these items because these navigations weren't quite understood um and, and so on so like that's that's kind of like my immediate reaction to how you describe that because uh yeah I, I have found that like now it'll be a lot of you know if i if i find myself joining a mob and they're just like we really need to get through this and, and and we just navigate it and like somebody might be kind of maybe navigating more uh than to spread out the equality of navigation once that once that commit has been pushed and it's going through the pipeline to production or whatever and you're talking more about um maybe like all of the meta interactions that happens to the point where it's like why was that high octane like why why wasn't this kind of like more of, um, uh, you know, what learnings did we have while doing that and, and, and reflecting on it? So I, I feel like actually alternating between the two is actually very healthy. Um, so yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I totally agree. And I think um, if I'm not thinking about it, I think my flow is exactly what you said, where high octane, you know, and then we have like this victory moment and then we go Zen to learn from what just happened, right? And then, <laughs> and so it's this flow back and forth. And so, and I think there's not necessarily anything good or bad about either style. Um, but what I have noticed is that um, some people have really strong preferences. Um, and so um, high octane, I've seen. So the one experience I had was I was in a mob that would flow back and forth. Uh, between high octane and zen and i think i came into a mob that uh favored much more stronger on the zen side um and so anytime i would naturally without thinking about it kick into high octane it was uh 
causing confusion in the mob because it wasn't how they normally operate. <laughs> and so, um, and so I think it's good to have awareness of it very least and, and maybe bring it up as a retrospective, something to talk about, uh, to find out. And, and I think it's like anything else, experiment, inspect, adapt, find out what works in your context. Um, and uh, I mean, the, there are benefits, you know, I think my natural flow is to go back and forth between the two. Um, and I imagine a scenario where you're always in high octane, you get a lot done, but you'll you probably be leaving people in the dust if you go there too long, right? Where they don't really understand what's going on because they maybe contributed one third of an idea and then someone else took five other ideas, put them together and took across the finish line and then they're on to the next thing. Right. And then it's like, Whoa, like what just uh, yeah. Lord of the flies mobbing where it's yeah. like, <laughs> trying to go. Um, and yeah. yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, if you, if you had really like just super senior people, like you could do that. Right. It, it's, it, it would be kind of like a, um, you know, a professional team, you know, basically working together and, you know, uh, you know, if you had the best of the best kind of all in the same place. Right. But, mm -hmm. but you wouldn't do that if, if the skill levels were widely varying, um, mm -hmm. without, you know, really sacrificing the knowledge and ostracizing in a way, um, yeah. the, the people kind of in, in the other space. And so, but sometimes you also just need to show, what good looks like because some people are in the space where they just don't know like what does it look like like what how would we have gotten from point a to point b i have no idea what you're describing now um you know i i, I see this most often with uh the implementation of a strategy pattern to reduce cyclomatic complexity mm -hmm. it's like it's like okay you have all these if statements everywhere and you know, we're gonna make a factory and put in a strategy and like that'll be the high level navigation mm -hmm. and you like in the mob you just get crickets right um and like that's okay uh mm -hmm. because everybody's kind of at a different stage in their learning journey and now if everybody knew that terminology and was like boom i know it exactly what you're talking about somebody else navigates it passes navigation to somebody else like like that's the you know um that might be the high octane all the time team right like that the everybody knows you know, at least roughly all of the design patterns and the tricks in the language. And, and you're, you're not really, um, you're talking at a very, very high level. Um, I think you could keep that high octane all the time. Uh, mm -hmm. but, and then also, I think that, um, for people really new early in their career, uh, you could be Zen all the time. Right. Like, and so, especially if there's not a senior in there, it's like, okay, what's our method what did we re retrospect on let's be super methodical step by step like we're going to write a test we're going to mm -hmm. watch it fail we're going to make it pass we're going to refactor we're going to deploy we're, you know all this other stuff and so um yeah i totally agree like it, it's uh you know I, I think you can do both but as you know maybe the thought that i'm trying to say here is like if you have a gradient of skill levels if you have like a an associate, a mid, a senior, and um, and a principal engineer all sitting together, uh, then then um, that that you know upshift downshift uh, sort of thing uh, could really help because it's like okay, here's what good looks like. Now let's let's mm -hmm. talk about what we just experienced together. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, and I, and I think. Uh... Yeah, I could definitely see the, those being major factors. And I think another major factor, too, is uh, 
personality because I've even seen it where we had a mix of experience levels and skill levels, but the pre the personalities and the preferences in the team tended to lean higher on the high, uh, high octane for this uh, one team I'm thinking of. And so the, you know, for example, if someone's preferred learning style is immersion as opposed to slowing everything down so I can understand it step-by-step step is like, I didn't quite understand that what happened there, but let's go through it four more times in the next couple of days as we solve problems and I'll pick it up, you know? Um, and so what I saw there was it led to uh, maybe kind of a rowdy mob in a fun way where, you know, high amounts of like candor and disagreement, but in a fun way and try this idea. Oh, it worked. Okay. Let's use it. You know, and it was, you know, th that kind of style thing. So even though there were different levels of roles, um, they preferred to learn that way as opposed to slowing everything down. Um, and there was less concern for consensus. It was more like, well, let's just try it. Let's just do that. Let's just try that. Oh, you have an idea. Let's try that. You know? Um, and what I've seen with Zen mobbing is that um, it's less, um, uh, prone to action and more to consensus and making sure everyone is heard first before action is taken. Um, and I can see the benefit of both. You know, I can, I can think of contexts where, um, you know, uh, the risk of someone not feeling heard is a big deal, right? Uh, you know, personality preferences or otherwise. So you would really want to make sure that everyone feels heard before an idea is tried, right? In another context, you just keep trying ideas and everyone's throwing ideas and they happen. Yeah. Well, and I think that the heuristic of everyone should be speaking a roughly equal amount of time is true in both contexts. Right. So, right. you know, if you are in high octane mobbing mode and only one person is speaking, like that's probably an anti-pattern, right? <laughs> um, right. And yeah. so, uh, and, yeah. and I think that that's kind of where it delineates. Like, so... So you, you can ramp up or ramp down in both, um, you know, and, you know, Zen, I think can be like likened to a state of flow and, and, but, and your flow might just be really high, even though you're being Zen, right. We get about it because you're just being super methodical, uh, checking in with everyone all the time. And, and as long as that's kind of like, uh, not happening in fits and starts, it can feel really good. Yeah, um, absolutely. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, I, I just think like, you know, it does boil down to like kindness, consideration and respect and everyone's speaking a roughly equal amount of time. So four people, 25% of the time they've, they've spoken throughout the day, the week, the whatever, um, you know, larger refactorings might get navigated over a day even yeah. uh, before people realize the benefit. And so it's like, okay, now that we've seen that, like, you know, how, how do we navigate more of that? And, um, I especially like going into, uh, uh, legacy systems with like huge switch statements because that, and especially if that switch statements re repeated, like that's a great opportunity to like do just like one switch statement and refactor yeah. out a couple instances and then be like, okay, now everybody else navigate that. Nice. Um, so, so I think there's some opportunity as well to, to do both um, in, in those scenarios. Yeah. And I, I think before we close, I'll just share some um, from being the anthropologist and being in the different uh, teams and mobs, some, some practical tips I've picked up. Um, so uh, for one is if you're in high octane uh, for me, for my personality type, it was basically just like, you have an idea, try it, but then make sure you cue other ideas behind yours, right? <laughs> so that that equality happens, right? Um, 
and then but you know it's basically you know just do it so to speak but ensure equality and then when you're in zen mode um what i've noticed is i i take i use a lot of sticky notes um because i just don't blurt out ideas right or i just don't add them to the common kanban board because ideas want to be discussed more and so if you find yourself in a mob where they strongly prefer zen um and you have you know, a lot of ideas and things running through your head and you just don't want to blurt them out at them and uh, disrupt the Zen is keep a lot of notes. And then you wait for the appropriate time to be like, oh, I have an idea. Would you guys like to discuss it now or later? And then uh, that way ideas enter the mob in a very um, uh, methodical and, uh, you know, synchronized way um, as opposed to, oh, where did this task come from? Someone edited the board and just added it, you know what I mean? Kind of thing. And so, um and then doing my research and having lots of things that I have on the side that are queued up ready for the right situation, as opposed to just whenever they occur to me. <laughs> so some advice I, I gave while doing red, green refactor in the past was like there, you know, the, the code would be red or the tests would be red and there was changes happening and it's like, oh, we should rename that. Oh, we should write a, you know, we should delete that comment. Oh, we should do this, move that up here down there. Yeah. It's like, that's refactoring and we're not green. Like, and, yes. and it's the same sort of thing, right? It's like, uh, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 you know, there's benefits to both, but, uh, yeah. that's why I think like the red green refactory is very methodical. It's very Zen, um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and can be helpful when thinking about this context. So absolutely. All right. Uh, so, uh, thank you everybody for watching. Uh, if you agree or disagree with any of this, please leave comments, uh, on, on YouTube and, or, uh, any comments available places like Twitter uh, and LinkedIn and uh, um, you know, share this with anybody who uh, is maybe going through their modding journey and kind of experiencing any sort of dissonance. I think this episode can be really helpful with that. Um, please uh, like subscribe, hit the notification bell and all that. And we will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us. Bye everybody. Bye-bye.